Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey! Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. Let's go! The Morning Grind. Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Let's go! Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's June, it's the 16th of June. It's 2017 and it's a Friday. 15 baseball games to talk about here on tonight's slate. And from vacation in Vegas, The Siege, how you doing, bud? Yeah, well, vacation. Very, very um, liberal definition of vacation, but uh, it's going to be here. Living in the sports books, how about that? Yeah, man, it's, it's been... I gotta say that Eric Thames two run home run really did get me going. At when you had I had Brewers and over, and that was uh, really nice. <laughs> I had Thames in a lot of lineups today, so I did too, Yeah, I, had, I was all in on Brewers. I texted you. I drove to the border literally to play to play the Brewers. So for the I got three. Day, I drove to the border to play the Brewers. So I got three messages on Twitter today. Like how how do you have Eric Thames as your favorite cash game play today? Well, anyway, moving on. Anyway, if you guys oh. haven't if you haven't checked out our sponsor, PlayDraft.com, make sure you head on over there check them out. It's PlayDraft.com backslash grinders. That way you guys get 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. Exciting news today, hopefully by the time you listen to the podcast. Football, football is here. They're going to have some season-long stuff for football. I'm so excited. I can't wait. So that's supposed to launch Friday um, today. Um, sometime in the morning time. So I'm excited for that. And I know that was one of the reasons that you really wanted to do the podcast today. Hell yeah. Driving to the border tomorrow. I'm going to get in. I got to get in some season long stuff. Oh man. I knew they were going to launch this as soon as I was in Vegas, just to make me drive to the border. But you know what? Worth it. I'm pumped. I'm ready to get some best ball. If you've ever played best ball before, pretty much it's you draft your team, you're done. And then it, you just play the guys that score the best each week. Done. It's awesome. Oh, I'm so pumped. So ready as well. Also, we had some exciting news here on Rotor Grinders on Wednesday. If you guys haven't checked it out, the mobile lineup builder is now live in your app, the Rotor Grinders app. You can now create up to 150 lineups with the mobile lineup builder right there on your phone. So it's awesome. Anywhere you want. Um, so make sure you guys are checking that out. If you want more details on that, I don't want to get into it too much because it is a 15-game slate. Just head on over to our forums. It's right there pinned at the top. And we're going to jump in right right into this slate. We're going to start with Chicago at Pittsburgh. Eddie Butler against Trevor Williams. Nine and a half total here. Eddie Butler is slight favorite. Um, any interest in Butler or Williams here? Not for me. It's just too high of a total for Pittsburgh, to be honest. Yeah, and we just – you know, we know Trevor Williams. He has a pretty low swinging strike rate against lefties and righties. Um, you know, the ISO against righties is actually pretty high. I think a little bit higher against righties. It is a small sample size, but I think we could target some maybe of these righties. And then, like you said, Butler is just not a guy 
that's just going to go out and dominate anybody. So I think I'll pass. Uh, let's talk Chicago Cubs bats here. What's standing out to you? Schwarber at 3900 is a little too cheap over there on DraftKings. I know he's been cheap forever on FanDuel. Forgot to load that up, but I suspect he'll be too cheap as well. I kind of like the Cubs stack here. This feels like a nice Cubs sneaky spot. You know, people attract to the 10 totals, the higher totals, and people ignore the Cubs in Pittsburgh against a guy who has struggled against lefties and righties. Like, this reminds me of the spot, Stevie, where we stacked against uh, Chad Cool in the PNC, and it was super low owned. Kind of feels like the same spot here today. Yeah, and I've been talking about it all week, and he's just been mashing these guys that throw hard. But Chris Bryant is a guy that loves that fastball, 90 to 93 miles an hour, and he's going to get that a lot with Williams. Williams throws his fastball about 51% of the time against righties. He has a 371 X Woba and a swinging strike rate under nine against righties this season. Love Chris Bryant to hammer home that stack here. Um, and like you said, hopefully we get him at a little lower ownership because of the ballpark. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh side, I don't really love Butler, but I don't really see a lot to pick on here. Yeah, 15 games slate. Let's just move on. Like if you're going to pick on him, it's the lefties, but I'm not playing Frazier. So I guess maybe Polanco is a one-off. There's better one-off out There's better one-off Yeah, I think so, too. Arizona at Philadelphia. Patrick Corbin against Aaron Nola. Nine total here. Uh, Aaron Nola a slight favorite at 121. We know Arizona, one of the worst teams in baseball on the road this season. Do you have any interest in Aaron Nola? Not in this park. I just – well, I say that, but he did pitch okay against the Cardinals. It wasn't great. And he pitched good in SunTrust against the Braves. I don't hate it. I don't think I'm going to like it. Like, I just think there's another guy around this price point I'm going to like more. And by one, I mean maybe a couple. I just – I don't know if he's going to make any teams, but I don't think I hate it. Yeah, I, I know there's a guy that I like um, that's directly right under him. So I, I think that process of elimination is going to be a spot that I don't like it. For some reason, I was looking at Aaron Nola the other day, and he's not throwing his curveball as much as he did in 2016, which is his best pitch, and I don't understand why he's not throwing it more. Maybe trying to preserve the arm or something. I don't know. Wait, um, you like the guy right under him? Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about that. I, I did some deep diving on why I like him, so we'll talk about it. Yeah, well, uh, I want to hear this. But... Yeah, no problem. Um, all right, so – and then on the other side here, we got Patrick Corbin. It's a lefty against Philly. We just saw Chris Sale dominate them, but Patrick Corbin isn't Chris Sale. Captain Obvious moment of the podcast <laughs> from Stevie. Um, That's what I'm here yeah, for. No, I'm not playing Patrick Corbin. Uh, Aaron, any Arizona bats that you like here in this small ballpark? I think you have to consider the stack, right? You got to consider like the Goldie Lamb Peralta stack. I think you just have to consider it every time. I don't think anyone else is in play with their pricing. I guess Herman if he draws a lineup, but like those are the only three Diamondbacks I think you could literally play at these current price points on the road, and they're so bad on the road. I can't imagine I'd do it on a 15 game slate, but I think they'll make them miss. Yeah, we're not getting Belanco at 3200 anymore, you know. So don't play don't play Blanco for 4100. That's what I'm saying. We're not getting that that 3200 leadoff price discount, you know, type play. He's just not that cheap anymore. So I agree with you. I like the 234 for the power upside, but I'll pass outside of that. Um the Philadelphia side, 
you know, we, we look at Patrick Corbin. He's a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact to righties. Is there any one-offs here for Philly that you like? Um, he gives up a lot of home runs to righties, too. So I was kind of hoping that the, the Phillies would call up Scott Kingroy. He would have been really nice at 2,900. But their GM said they're not going to. God, that's so annoying. Come on. He's ready. That's annoying. Um, I guess Rupp at 2,200 on DraftKings. Like, I know he's been really bad, but, like, that's in play, right? Well, a punting catcher with a little bit of upside against a guy that's given up a lot of home runs to righties. I, I think it's in play at 2,200. I'll tear it under 4K, I think, in play. Which is just amazing that this guy, with the numbers this guy has, that he's under 4K. You know, I I don't hate the idea of if you are trying to pay up a two, twice at pitcher, stacking Philly. Like, this is a price enforced kind of spot. Like, for a team that has a team total of 4.6, they're like, you look at their prices across the board, they're just too cheap. So if you wanted a price in four stack here, I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, I don't hate that idea. Um, you know, especially if you are gonna like pay up for a Scherzer, like you said, and like a Severino. And Severino. Like if yeah, yeah, if you wanted to pay up for both, it's just like Franco's thirty one, that's too cheap. Galvis twenty eight is too cheap. Brock Blanco's too cheap. Saunders is too cheap. Like the whole damn team is too cheap. Like whoever the hell they put out there is gonna be too cheap. It's gonna be too cheap. Yep. Um so you get you know, if you get two home runs and your pitchers do what they're supposed to do, you're live for tournaments if your one-offs do what they need to do. And it's not like it's just, we're talking about a team with a three total. Like, they have a 4.6 total. Like, that's pretty damn respectable. For sure. Um, St. Louis at Baltimore. Carlos Martinez against Kevin Gossman. Um, nine total here. Carlos Martinez, only a 120 favorite. Um, it's kind of low, isn't it? This kind of feels like they're daring me to game stack this spot, right? Like, like I don't like Carlos Martinez. I mean, like, I would like Carlos Martinez in principle, but the line's sketchy. And I hate stacking the Cardinals, but they're full of righties against a guy who can't get a single righty out. Like, it feels like they're trying to dare me to stack it and just take the over. I just – if it's my – like, this game's going to either end up like the Cardinals win 6 nothing, or it's going to be uh, – nine to eight type game. I don't really see like Kevin Galsman throwing a good start in this spot. Do you? No. Um, man, you want to talk about an excellent Jed Jerko spot. Oh, so uh, did, he, did he actually hit the ball tonight? Cause I actually rostered him tonight in a spot. Matt Carpenter has just been absolutely mashing the baseball since he's went to the leadoff spot. So all you Matt Carpenter leadoff spot haters out there, like, I just don't even know what to say to you. Dexter Fowler. It's the third straight year. It, like, okay, maybe if it was one year, it's one. This is the third straight year where the guy gets white hot as soon as they move him back. I'm sorry. Like, there's coincidences and then there's damn facts. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, I kind of like the one through four on the St. Louis side here. Um, I yeah, I just don't. I'm going deeper. Like, I feel like I'm getting burned by this team every time I talk about stacking. Like, man. Wind blowing out to left in Baltimore on that short porch. Adding a DH, like. I, I don't understand why Carlos Martinez isn't a bigger favorite here. I pretty like the, the only reason he's not a bigger favorite is like if they're telling me that 
like Baltimore's going to score runs here. Like that's the only thing that could possibly be. Yeah, we just look at a really right-handed heavy team. He's limited the hard contact against his soft to hard contact ratio is under two percent against righties this season. Makes, this just makes no sense. And yeah, I think like, maybe I'll walk back downstairs and just grab the Cardinals real quick. Yeah, I think this line of move. Uh, I really do think this line of move because if it doesn't move, you have to stack the Baltimore Orioles if you're playing a bunch of teams. Yeah, um, like, and that's you, the, you just have to. You just, that's like, the only way you play a, Baltimore, right? You're not playing any of these guys, right? There's just no upside. If this game closes minus 120 and a 9.5 total, I'm going to have to consider it. <laughs> no, as I said, but that's it. There's no reason that Carlos Martinez should be minus 120, and if Vegas thinks that way, like, there's a lot of nice tall buildings with really nice features inside. They didn't build it by being stupid. White Sox at Toronto, Jose Quintana against Joseph Bengini. Um, eight and a half. Bengini, Bengini, whatever you want to call him. Who cares? Um, eight and a half total. Any interest in Jose Quintana? No. Uh, what's your thoughts on your boy here? I think he's going to get really chalky. I think he's going to get really chalky. Um, the price is pretty fair over here on DraftKings. He comes in at like 6'9", I think I saw. Yeah, 6'9". It gets a team that people love to stack pitch, play pitches against Chicago. Like, they're still league average since May 1st, people. Their league average, it's not the team that you – I feel like if something happens the first three weeks, people assume it's true for the next two and a half months, even if it's not. And it's just – I feel like the ownership train is going to get out of control here. And oh, I like the guy, but, man, I don't know if I can play him as a – like, he's not going to strike out 10. He's not going to, like, pitch a shutout. These are the type of guys I don't – I normally like to fade his chalk. And, and it's not a hitter's – it's a pitcher – it's a hitter's park. I could see myself talking myself into the fade here. Did a, I did some deep diving on this guy just because I hate taking pictures against the White Sox right now just because, like you said, it's kind of becoming popular. So I looked at it, and Abreu crushes his fastball, but he's terrible against the secondary stuff. So it's like a 50-50 opportunity here um, against Abreu. Garcia and Davison are below average, much below average against everything this guy throws. Melky Cabrera, solid Woba numbers, but no ISO. And then Anderson and Frazier mashes fastball speed and cutter speed, um, but they're terrible against the secondary stuff. So I can see a, a, a wide range of outcomes coming from this start here. And um, it's it's really going to depend on, like you said, what, what type of ownership we're going to see from this guy today. Umpire is important, too, if we happen to draw that. This is an early game. We might get it. It's a new series. I've been becoming, like, a little bit obsessed with umpire data later in the last week or two, and it's really treated me really, really well. So that's kind of – I'm going to kind of stick with that. Um, so this is kind of a spot I definitely be looking at the umpire, trying to see what how big his zone actually is. Yeah, honestly, I think if he mixes up his stuff in this spot, he's going to be solid. Um, if he throws a bunch of fastballs, he's going to get smashed. Here's the thing, Stevie, like – who in this like there's a like there's a ton of great pivots, but there's like he's the chalk option in this tier, right? I just I think a lot of people will play like Severino and Scherzer and pair them with Paxton. I could be wrong. No one's gonna play Paxton in Texas. I know we like him, but that's not like a that's not a chalk thing to do is to play someone in Texas. Hey, uh, Chris Gimino, um, tough job again today, bro. Just saying. Yeah, I actually, like, he's been doing such a great job lately, and I sent him a message today, and I was like, 
Hey, by the way, you're just wrong on the Montgomery. What did Montgomery end up on at? I never even looked. Like 46%. Yeah, I, he had. Yeah, I was just like, he, you know, Montgomery's going to be mega, mega, mega shock. Yeah, highest swinging strike. I didn't want him to be, but I just, you know what? Like, this was the spot everyone hops on Montgomery for the first time and he kind of struggles. Like, secretly, I know it cost me a ton of money today, but I kind of hope it just pe- keeps people off him for another few starts because he's still the real deal. <laughs> yeah, kid's good. Um, as far as the White Sox bats go, I kind of talked about it already. Like, it's kind of a boomer bust spot. If this guy throws a lot of fastballs, they have a ton of upside. If he mixes it up, uh, they're going to strike out a bunch. Realistically, it's just a 15-game slate, and you're just not going to roster this stack. Jose Quintana on the flip side of this game. Um, his numbers are up this season as far as Woba and stuff goes. I don't see myself playing him here. I don't. Yeah, we, we talked about not playing Quintana. I think the, the Blue Jays stack is interesting. This kind of just depends on who becomes chalky between, like, the Blue Jays, the Dodgers, who we'll get to, the Tigers, and the Indians. Like, I want the one that's not popular of that group. So I'm going to try to figure out try to figure out where people are at today and then kind of play the one that's not popular. All I'm saying is Justin Smoke is never owned, and he is absolutely just great against left-handed pitching. Yeah, but here's the problem. Like, I don't know if I'm bidding Kendrick Morales in that park, like, ever. <laughs> guys yeah um, which is also probably why justin smoke is unowned every freaking day but you really God, they have five guys with hard haunt contact rates over 40 percent against lefties this season don't play jose quintana here yeah no I, I don't think anyone will but just in case you were thinking about it don't do it smoke has a 5.6 percent strikeout oh. rate with a 277 iso and a 459 woba <laughs> hey stevie i know yeah. you love bvp would you like to hear some BVP? Sure. 13 for 38 with three doubles and two home runs for my boy, Kendrys Morales. There you go. They, yeah, I was going to say, they probably saw each other a lot. Wow. You know who actually has horrific BVP? And you wouldn't guess this one? Donaldson. Bautista. Oh. One for 13. I'm going to have to kind of do a stat cast dive there and see if that kind of matches. Because that would be contrarian if you played the Toronto stack without Bautista. <sighs> Talking about StatCast dives and BVP. Oda Rizzi yesterday. God, just drove me nuts. I couldn't figure out why he owns Toronto. I mean, it, that, oh, and then freaking Ron Culpa decides to have the smallest zone of his entire life. Well, Oda Rizzi didn't help himself. It really st- came in as the number three smallest zone in any game he's ever called. Starting every every hitter 2-0, like, didn't help. Well, the, 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 that was the thing. Like, he started calling balls, and then he started squeezing them, and it was just, it was over at that point. Moving on, Washington at New York, taking on the Mets. Max Scherzer against Steven Matz. Um, Scherzer is probably the chalk here. As this is guy has double-digit strikeouts in six of his last games. He has the second-highest swinging strike rate this season um, and the third-highest or third-lowest contact rate. Like He's just a great strikeout pitcher. There's just nothing else that needs to be said about this guy. If you fade him, you're fading him because of the price. What about because the Mets own him? Is that not a valid excuse or no? Sure, that's a valid excuse, but like I, I, I would... we're talking Conforto, Bruce Granderson, like really good. Oh god, now you're gonna make me look. I mean, I'll tell you, I won't make you look. Conforto six for fifteen with three home runs. Bruce four for thirteen with a double, triple, and a home run. Granderson nine for thirty-three with three doubles and two home runs. 
maybe if you're playing him a ton, build a hedge. All right. Who would you say, Jay Bruce? Conforto and Granderson. Conforto smashes his fastball, by the way. Anything over 93 miles an hour, Conforto destroys. Same thing with Bruce. This is probably why. Um, who else? Granderson. We already know Granderson hits fastballs hard. Right. So this isn't like – I guess this doesn't really – isn't much of a surprise. Yeah, it doesn't – why does it shock me? Yeah. Are awful. It doesn't, that doesn't really shock me as much as it oh, initially no, did. Juan Lagares broke his – Thumb, and they're gonna call up someone from AAA who I believe is a lefty. Let me see if I can pull up Las Vegas Mets AAA affiliate really quickly. So what you're saying, hold on. So what you're saying is we're gonna see. Um, they'll probably call him Nemo, right? Nemo. Oh, I assume they were gonna call up the other guy. Um, I just remember him being with the team last year. But anyway, um, so what you're saying is we're probably gonna get double-digit strikeouts, but maybe a couple home runs here. Kind of what I assumed. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be Nemo. He's the only one on the 40, man. So. Yeah, like, if you're building a bunch of Scherzer teams, I, I definitely think I would agree with you. Um, There's enough upside here to build a hedge. And on DraftKings, at least, you're get, you're you're not getting the discount. So, like, no one in their right mind is going to roster him. It also depends on what type of Mets lineup we see, too. Like, we know Neil Walker's on the DL. Conforto is still dangerous. Dealing with a back injury. Like, we could see a pretty watered-down Mets lineup here, too. Yeah, if that happens, then you kind of... Man. If that happens, though, the Jay Bruce leverage spot, you'll get him at, like, half a percent. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you guys can see how our tournament minds work sometimes. Um, as far as Steven Matz go, uh, pass... Uh, do we even know how many pitches the guy can throw? He just pinch hit yesterday, too. That's so weird. I guess he did throw 98 pitches. Yeah, I think it, I think his pitch count is going to be fine. But are we really going to take pitchers against Washington? Not, not, not with all the tournament options in this tier that I think are super strong. Like, this is probably – this is the case against Scherzer is that, like, yes, there is a ton of volatility in this mid-tier. But the upside in the 7,500 through like 6,200 tier is probably some of the highest we've seen all year. And you got to remember, Severino's right below him against a team that strikes out a ton. Like, there's some upside right below him, too. Yeah. Like, this is a really, really strong, like, not only, like, instead of pricing, like, they priced sale today up to 14 1, right? Instead Good job. Of doing that to Scherzer today, they just priced the entire pitchers down. And I don't think people are going to notice that. Like, you know, 14-1 with Stales out, right? But it's a comparison game. It's always about what is this player going to do compared to the field. And, like, they kind of just price down the entire pitcher's pool while keeping the hitters priced up. So, like, by playing a guy like Paxton and one of these mid-tier guys, you're giving yourself a lot more bats than you can get with Scherzer. And I don't know if people are going to notice that. Um. Yeah, that's some really solid points there. So yeah, I, I like the I like the like the calls and information there for sure. Um, any Washington bats stand out to you here? Um, I, I just don't play Washington stacks against lefties. It's just because people just start with Turner and Turner's awful against lefties. Like his ISO, I think is below like below point zero eight in his career. And so it's you like worse with the season. It's, it's, was it? 
It's point zero two zero this year. I just I can't imagine a world in which I'm gonna like decide, hey, let me roster Zimmerman Worth and Rendon on a fifteen game slate. I don't see it. Zimmerman's numbers are insane. Um, he would be Plus the guy. First base, yeah, I was gonna say though, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, we we talked about the Mets already. So yeah, Dodgers Reds. Alex Wood against Tim Adelman, nine and a half total. Dodgers going from LA to Cincinnati. Alex Wood put up about eighteen points against this team last time out, and people love playing this guy. It's the only reason I love the slate so much. No one's playing Alex Wood here, Stevie. Sorry, we, buddy. Uh, you, no we said one's, that. We no said, one's playing Alex Wood when Carlos Carrasco's 300 more. There's no chance in hell. We There's said no that chance. last time he faced Cincinnati. He was yeah, 9,500. There's actually no chance in hell this time. There's no chance. Box it's scores, like, people, people are going to love him. Literally, here. people are stupid enough to play Wood over Carrasco and Paxton. Give me like four hours notice. I will go get a loan. I'll drive to the border again. I will 10 times my volume and then drive back. There is no way people are playing Wood over Carrasco and Paxton. None. Yeah, listen. There's no way. I'm not playing in, here. In small, in Great American Small Park, this is a pipe dream to imagine that people are going to play Alex Wood. So he has over 17 DK points in seven straight games. He's coming off of a shoulder injury through 87 pitches in the Cincinnati game last week. We look at the stats. Um, hopefully, Billy Hamilton sits because he's terrible against Alex Wood's pitch profile. But Cozart's great. Votto's really good. Duvall is really good except for the curveball. Suarez is great. Shebler is above average. Like The Cincinnati Reds are not a team you really want to pick on with left-handed pitching. Kind of sneaky stack, to be honest. Depends on what lineup we see. Um, yeah, the pricing isn't very nice about it, but you have to kind of see what the lineup is. But like Suarez at three nine would be kind of nice in any scenario. Yeah, if Cozart's in there, God, he's so good against lefties. I and say it every day. Down, he's priced down to four K too. Yeah. That's a steal for how good his numbers are against lefties. By the way, yeah, we will see. He'll either go on the DL or he'll play in this game. Yep. And Brandon Crawford's $200 less, so you don't have to worry about ownership there. Not after what he did tonight. Thanks a lot, Crawford, by the way. First time I don't rush you in like three weeks, you do that to me. <laughs> Yesterday on the podcast, I said that's the only guy you can play from San Francisco because Hoffman's good. <laughs> I thought about it too. I was like, man, I have all this Hoffman. Should I hedge with one Crawford? I was like, nah, Hoffman's just good. Don't worry about it. I'm guessing you don't want Tim Adelman here against the Dodgers in this ballpark. Hell no. Dodgers get a massive ballpark shift going from L.A. to Cincinnati. Can we stack them up here? Of course. What do you yeah. mean, can we? I mean, like, of course Will we can. We? Adelman gives up less hard contact than you think. So, like, if they, be, if they become the mega, mega chalk outside of course, then, okay, that's a different story. But, again, it's a 15-game slate. Like, how chalky can they get? But, I, I mean, I, they're certainly going to make the list. The, the thing is, like, I think that we'll see massive ownerships for, like, a Cleveland here today. I think we'll see pretty high ownerships for, like, the Mariners. I don't think we really have to worry about. Coors is a trap, by the way. Can I just say that? Like, Coors is a trap today. I, I don't know where you stand on that. I, I hate Coors today. We'll get into so, it. I don't know. I, I So, personally, like, I'm viewing myself as approaching this slate, and everything I've said up to this point is the opinion that I am feeding Coors. 
So I need like, that's kind of how I approach these contrarian stacks. Right. So it's, maybe that helps people kind of figure out why I'm higher on the Cubs maybe than they are. Yeah, for sure. Um, and to be honest, I don't think we really have to worry about ownership on a 15 game slate. When no, we don't. We definitely don't. I mean, with cores, like cores can definitely still eat up 25% even on, on a 15 game slate. It's for sure. Um, the Reds, we kind of talked about the Reds already that, you know, we kind of like some of these sneaky good righties against Alex Wood. And like, if you're building the stack of Cozart, Duvall, Soares, like, I, I don't think I'd leave out Votto. All right. Mezzarocco, by the way, looks like he's like, they're still treating him like with kid gloves in terms of playing time, but it's working when he's playing, he's producing and they're hiding him in that bottom of the order. And like, I kind of expect he's going to get the bump up to seventh at one of these days. When, he, when that happens, I'm going to really use him as a sneaky one-off. I, I, if you are just now like getting into fantasy baseball, look up his stats from like two years ago when he was healthy. Yeah, exactly. And they're, and they're doing the right thing, too, to make sure he stays healthy. That's the key. Well, they need him healthy. They need this guy. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we're moving on. Tampa at Detroit. Erasmo Ramirez against Daniel Norris. Nine and a half total here. Um, any interest in either one of these pitchers? Daniel Norris is one of the, these talented guys who you can always consider as a pivot. Um, I'm not endorsing him, but he th- always throws pitches, which is kind of nice in this tier. Um, like in his last 10 starts, the fewest amount of pitches he's thrown is 96. For a guy in this tier, that is a very high number. So there's always upside here. Um, you know, it's obviously risky. He's kind of never not put it all together yet, but the talent is always there. High pedigree, high K potential. If you're looking for a pivot off the chalk in this tier, he's always an option. The only issue that I have with him is the hard contact rates, right? Like they're just massive. 44% to get righties, 39% to lefties. Right. When he puts it together. Oh, I know. I'm a Daniel Norris fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of this guy. For like an average start, like an average start isn't going to win you anything. It's, when the pitches are working, right? So you're looking for the ceiling here. So, yeah, the hard contact scares me. But, again, I'm not using him for, like, the median outcome. I'm looking for the top-end kind of outcome. Where and, you know, Tampa's definitely a team that you can get that top-end. You know, they're a team that does swing and strike a lot. Um, don't hate it. Um, Erasmo Ramirez, I have no interest in this guy here against Detroit. I'm guessing you're the same. Nope. I have no right. interest. What about Ray's bats? Anything standing out to you here? You could stack them for all the same reasons we just talked about. Like Daniel Norris can get blown up, but I don't think it's a place I'm going to go. Yeah, I, I don't hate the stack here. Massive hard contact, especially rates. with Tim Beckham day to day. Like that, if he comes back to the starting lineup, that'd be key. But we'll, it, you know, that's completely like that's an important factor. You know, is that right-handed hitting shortstop in there that has some pop? Yep. Um, as far as the Tigers go, anything standing out to you here for the Tigers? Is Miggy still free? Sort of. Like the price for Miguel Cabrera is just ridiculous. Yeah, but I don't know if it's ridiculous in terms of compared to what the other like. There's a couple other guys around him that I think are equally ridiculous. I don't disagree about that, but Miguel Cabrera should never be under four K. That's fine. I agree with that. I'm not going to fight you on that, but. I don't know if that really changes my position on whether I'm going to actually roster the guy or not. Well, there's a guy that's starting to mash the ball again, getting drug tested every day again. So we'll talk yes. about him. Uh, yeah, that's the, yeah. So you saw the guy I was staring. Oh at. yeah. Uh, don't <laughs> don't worry about that. We we're on the same page there. So 
Um, I really don't know what I want to do with the Tigers here. Rasmus Ramirez really doesn't pitch deep into games, so and then you're getting the answer is fade. The answer is fade. I think I'm with you. It's just the Rays are going to play matchups through that with that bullpen once Ramirez goes out. I just I'll pass. Miami. That's a yeah. that's a great turbo slate stack. If like if you want if you like if you want the exposure to that, find them on a turbo slate because they'll they'll be low on that too. Miami at Atlanta, Dan Straley against Sean Newgum. Um, nine total here. Pick'em game. Um, really hot in Atlanta. This is it's starting to get to the point where this ballpark is going to play even smaller with the heat. Um, any interest here in either one of these guys? I have interest in Newcomb, as I told you pre-show, and you were not happy about it. But he's still only 83 in Atlanta, and this guy is a superstar prospect, and he's priced like a mid-range punt. And I am going – like, the value is too high here to just ignore for tournaments. Um, we saw him pitch quite well against the Mets, um, put up 25 DK points in his debut. Um, obviously, I think he could, like, obviously give up – like, he doesn't even need to do that. Like, he can get you 18 in this spot, and you're quite happy. So I, I will have Sean Newcomb exposure. I, I think he's just that talented. Can I make one, one argument on top of this right real quick? Sure. Justin Bohr's coming off the DL today. I don't know if that affects you at all, but it definitely makes that lineup stronger. That's nice, but I think I'm going to bet on it. Like, if he was in the mid-sevens, okay. But, like, he is more he is a better pitcher than, like, he's priced. Okay, Mike, he's better than Mike Fires. He's better than Pomerantz. He's better than Norris. He's better than Bagnani. He's better than Mass. He's better than Cezatella. He's better than Maeda. He's better than Corbin. He's better than Samarja. He's better than Straley. Better than Quintana. So, like, he's probably, like, eight or nine spots too cheap on the starting pitcher rankings. And I'm going to price his force there every time. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm going to have exposure as well. The price is very nice. It makes it really easy to get Severino, Scherzer, and Bats. So, like, He's super talented. I don't know if you watched that Mets start, but he's super I talented. Did. I woke up in time just to roster him for that start. He was yeah, super. Time. Birdie in my ear told me to play him. Um, I didn't even know who the kid was, and uh, my Atlanta insider um, was right again. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks again for uh, following my Twitter account at the CHDFS. We've been talking. We've been talking about Newcomb since Wednesday. <laughs> that shows you how much I go on Twitter. Um, yeah. uh, any Marlins here? Like. I can understand the stack just because of the ballpark, but it's not something I'm going to personally do. Unless I decide to take a stand on Newcomb, which I really can't see myself doing, but if I was to, I would build a hedge in this spot. Like, Stan, Stan and Ozuna are always in play against the lefty. Good, bad, yes. doesn't matter. Like, they're going to be low on tournament plays here, but they're always in play against the lefty. For sure. Um, as far as the Braves go, man, this team's rolling. It's so crazy. This team has been so – oh, they're, like, either really good or really bad. Um, what do you want to do with him here against Straley? Hope it's somewhere in between. And <laughs> just not have to worry about him? I'm kind of curious. Is there any, like, Matt Kemp BVP here? I wonder if they've ever faced each other. I'm trying to pull it up really quick. Matt Kemp profiles really well against Straley, by the way. Hold on. 
second. I have BZP up. I can find it. Okay. Um, Clicking through it. links to try to get there. Matt Kemp, one for one. Not, yeah, not a sample size here. Yeah, it doesn't tell us anything. Uh, but he would be, like, he's a really solid one-off here, pitch profile. Hey, who do you have as the starter for Cincinnati, by the way? For Cincinnati? Yeah, you have Edelman, right? Yeah. Okay, weird. Is it somebody else? No, I I saw another potential option, and I didn't know where it came from. Just ignore it. Never mind. All right. Let's move on. Oh, man. Let's see here. Got sidetracked. Seattle at Texas. James Paxton against Tyson Ross. Tyson Ross making his first start of the season. Uh, James Paxton throwing the baseball by everybody. Um, like, I, I just this guy is is so good. His swinging strike rate against oh, his swinging strike rate this season is 14.32 percent um, against righties, and then. Um, 11.63% against lefties. Is there a reason not to play this guy? Uh, I mean, it's a 10 total in Texas. I mean, there's a reason, but I'm not going to ignore Like Tyson Ross off the DL. Like I like Tyson Ross as a pitcher, but this feels like Seattle is way too short of a favorite here, personally. Yeah, I can see this line moving a lot. Ross is... I love you so much. Sorry. Oh, did they, did you get your win or the lead? No, they tied it again. <laughs> um. So anyway, we look at the Rangers. They're twenty eighth in Team Woba this season. Uh, even their projected starting lineup is Woba is right around their their season average, and their strikeout rate is twenty seven percent against left handed pitching this season. They've really struggled with lefties. This feels like the spot – like, I know I just said Vegas doesn't build these nice buildings. I'm being wrong. But this feels like a spot where Seattle is too short of a favorite. I, I, like, this is one of the ones where after the podcast, if the book's still up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely throw them the parlay at minus 140. It, it feels way too short. Man, Tyson Ross, uh, AAA, 7.71 ERA, uh, 1.87 whip over 18.2 innings. I didn't even know that. I'm like, okay, good. Does Seattle happen to be cheaply priced by chance? No, they're priced to the roof. Good. So then why? Why, why did it take DraftKings a month and a half to price like this? Oh, my God. Do you, Tyson Ross's AAA swinging strike rate is 5.9%. His walk rate is higher than his strikeout rate. Taylor Modder shocking cash games tomorrow. I can't wait. Man, Seattle could really just mash Tyson Ross here. Seager chalk tomorrow for sure. Thirty-seven. This line's gonna move. This line's gonna move. It's gonna move. I really hope the book's still open so I can get it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yep. I this... wish I had noticed it earlier when I was down there because I definitely would have just immediately put money on. I didn't realize how bad Tyson Ross has been in AAA this season. Been, I, if I had some packed in minus one forty in Texas, I would have just against Ross. I would have just. Um, all right, so the Seattle stack definitely in play here. It's going to be tough with the prices, but it's a good little stack if you're wanting to go mid-range pitchers to kind of be different than, like, stacking cores or some of these other teams. Um, I don't like any of the Rangers. I don't, I'm not playing any of these guys. No, not one. No, not, not one. Uh, if Paxton gets lit here, I'm just going to lose money today. Uh, it's just, it's Sounds like a plan. I'm yep. glad they co-signed on that one. Cleveland at Minnesota, Carlos Carrasco against Nick Turley. Um, 10 total here. 
man, I think the Indians are going to be super popular in this spot. Yeah, what about Carrasco? Yeah, I was looking at like the batted ball profiles for him, and I just don't like him here. Um, there's just a lot that's telling me not to play him here. All right, fine, I won't play him. Uh, you know me, I'm a huge believer in batted ball profiles, especially when it comes to a guy like Carlos Carrasco. So. It's just like, look at his strikeout numbers, too. They're down right now. Wind blowing out Minnesota. Minnesota's hot. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, yeah, you're fine by me. No, I just figured I'd bring it up. One game over 20 DK points in the last five? Like, Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I just I think that Minnesota's hot right now. The batted ball profile is telling me not to play him. And, like, I, I think I'll all pass. I really need here. Again, this mid-tier is so strong in terms of upside. Like, if you tell me that someone just doesn't profile well, I'm just probably going to ignore them on this slate. Like, it's yeah. just – I'll take the guys who profile well with upside. Like, there's so many damn guys that have freaking upside. Yep. And like, like I have a course field pitcher for goodness sake. Um, Nick Turley, journeyman minor league guy. Um, you know, Triple A this season. He has a 14% swinging strike rate, which is the highest he's ever had in Triple A. He's been with the Yankees. He's been with the Giants. He's been with the Red Sox. He's now with the Twins. This guy has been pitching in the minors since 2008. Um, I, I just don't see a lot here. And Gary I think Sanchez, what a goat. He just stole second. He's now three for three with two walks of steel. Oh man. <laughs> Gary's goat. So like, I just why do I like Yankees, by the way, Stevie, as a like 30 second aside, cause they're doing okay on time. Like, why do they have to have Montgomery and Sanchez that are like, so likable? And Judge. Man, I like Aaron Judge a lot. I know. Like, what the hell? I'm supposed to hate all these guys. I, I wish the Red Sox would just like write judge a blank check and say, how much do you want? They could do that to Mookie first. Like, just please resign Mookie. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, on Nick Turley, I don't see anything here. He uh, sucks. Move yeah. on. Like, listeners like listeners say we need to condense the podcast from time to time. Turley sucks. Stop. What are we doing with the Indians here? They're going to be popular. It's Cleveland versus Lefty on the road. Oh, fuck. Excuse my language, but, oh, I don't stack Cleveland on the road against a lefty. I don't care if it's Nick Turley. Man, I don't know what I want to don't do, do here. Don't do it. I'm not, I don't do it. I don't do it. It's a 15-game slate. I will not be a wuss. I will not do it. <laughs> don't do it, CJ. You're going to hate yourself in 21 hours. Don't do it. All right, can I give you I a one-off? I'm going to be tempted at some point to do it, but it's Cleveland against a lefty on the road. Can I give no. you a one-off? Come on, you like my one-offs. Edwin? Young Gomes, 2,900. Yeah, he's gonna show up in home run 100 tomorrow too. Just like really make me think twice about it. I already he's know it. 282 ISO with a 42% hard contact against lefties this season. I think yeah, that's it's a... fly ball right to the roof too. I already know he'll be in. Like I know Steve won't listen to the podcast. So when he shows up at home run 100 tomorrow, if you're a tournament tactic subscriber, it's not coordinated. I promise. There you go. San Diego at Milwaukee. Miguel Diaz against Junior Herrera. Uh, Guerrera nine and a half total. Guerrera. the Brewers week. 156 favorite here. Brewers week continues. All right, so you gave me – you were like, you know who I was talking about earlier as far as um, liking somebody. So I kind of like Junior Guerra here. Um, we see a Padres team and we see a bunch of righties um, outside of, what, three guys? I think I looked Four. Up four. I, thought, I looked up three earlier. Cordero, Solarte, Spangenberg, and Ivar, right? 
Oh god, I always forget about Spannenberg. He sucks. I don't even worry about that guy. Anyway, um Yeah, you know what's gonna happen now, right? I know what's gonna happen. Soul. Anyway, Guerra has a 13.62% swinging strike rate against righties this season. It's lower against lefties at 9.3%, but he's limiting the power against lefties. Only a 102 ISO. Padres suck against righties. They have a massive strikeout rate. The ballpark is huge. The total's huge. Nobody's going to play this guy, and I think he actually has some really solid upside in this matchup. Okay. I'll make this even more interesting. There's some rain projected for Atlanta throughout that game, so if that game gets edgy, you could look at Junior Guerra um, to even save some more money. I just – this feels like a game stack. Like, I get your points. This just feels like a – I'm definitely not stacking against game. them. Like, I've been on, we've been on Milwaukee – I've been on Milwaukee all week. I don't know if you joined me. I've literally texted you – each of the last three days, and I said, welcome to Milwaukee Day. And uh, I talked about it on the podcast yesterday. <laughs> what? I said Thames and Shaw were just the like the nut-high plays yesterday because of batted ball profiles. Even Broxton wasn't horrible, and I actually played him for once when he homered. It felt so good for once, like to actually be on the guy when he homered. I don't think I rostered that guy once this year. God, the guy, I, fi- I finally just realized like all you have to do is batted profile. Like, just play him when he hit profiles well and don't play him when he profiles bad. <laughs> It took all the variance away from him. It's been much more enjoyable. So, like, if I'm playing one team, I'm not playing this guy. But it, usually on Friday, because I don't have a lot to do on Friday, especially when I'm home, um, I make, like, 10 teams in, like, the 50 or the $40 or whatever it is. I don't know. I haven't looked at tournaments. It's a 44-300 kit. Yeah, so, like, I'll probably make 10 teams in that, and he'll probably make one or two teams is where oh, I'm kind of looking at. The structure is so good, Stevie. Is it? I just loaded it. Oh, good. yeah. Good, even better. Um, Crap, now I'm going to want to script this slate. Damn it. Yeah, especially when you look at his numbers. His numbers are so, like, 367 Woba against righties, a lot of home runs, like, low strikeout it's rate. It's just – you really want to go down the ship with a guy you know, you know has no major K upside in this tier. Like, He actually does, though. That's the thing. Like, no, he, he doesn't. He does. He has he's good swinging out, strike rate out stuff. Freaking five max in any of his starts. This is the we, this we, is the start, we, baby. We have said that for like five straight starts. <laughs> you just do it. And he no. a of people. Like we we hate freaking Robbie Ray for walks. The guys walked thirteen in his last four starts. Yeah, yeah. Well. You can't do it. You can't do it. And I know that I roster Junior Guerra, and I know that that. Drury home run cost me a lot of money, so maybe I'm the tad biased, but man, <laughs> I just <sighs> All I'm saying is the advanced stats like him in the spot. They liked him against Arizona too. He still broke my heart. Yeah, it's so tilting that he pitched really good against Arizona one time and then struggled against them the next time. He didn't even struggle, he just ran so bad. See, even more reason to play him. Just what's the upside? Twenty points. <sighs> At his price, you give me twenty. Oh yeah. I just think I would take. Ugh. I get it. I just don't know if I can click the man. All right, fair enough. Uh, what Padres do you like here? The stack. 
it would just be the pure stack. So like anyone with any sort of power upside at all. Is Frenchie still free? I have no idea. He wasn't even a player pool the other day. Yeah, I know. I saw that. He's 3,700. I'm not paying that price for him. What's he on FanDuel? I can't load FanDuel because I'm in Vegas. So I'll need you to tell me. Yeah, hold on. I'll pull it up really quick. Probably free. They you take him off. again. One or the other. Uh, 3K. Yes. Yeah, I would definitely include him in the stack at that price. Yep. Guy's been mashing. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on. Oh, Brewers. Yes. <laughs> it's Brewers week. We, we, I, we've, I've, I've rostered Brewers on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Maybe I didn't roster. I know I rostered Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Maybe I didn't roster on Monday, but it's been Brewers week. So he's thrown. Oh, my gosh. Not another guy. Oh, <laughs> CJ, we get another pitcher that throws 50% fastballs against Thames and Shaw. Any high-velocity fastballs, too. They just straight mash to these. Oh. I really hope that no one plays Milwaukee for the fourth straight day. Is Thames still 3K on FanDuel? Oh, he's 3,300 now. Oh, good. People, stay away. Stay away. Oh, man. Don't play him. Don't do it. He's a trap. I swear he's a trap. <laughs> not a trap by the way for anyone who thinks oh i think people understand what you're talking about um in this fastball range he has a 570 woba with a 360 iso like i talked about it yesterday anybody that throws hard thames mashes san diego's bullpen's actually rested so that's good they're terrible but that means they're rested so they might be willing to go to them all right well they're gonna go to him early here boston at houston drew pomerantz against michael fires a nine and a half pick em game um any interest in either one of these guys man they're daring me to play pomerantz daring me i like the spot like you know i don't like houston against lefties at all I just don't see a lot of no one ever put, This is the spot where Pomeranz trolls the world and goes out there and throws six shut innings and strikes out ten. He strikes out how many? Ten. No. No, no. His no. rate against lefties is higher than you think. We do this every time. 17% is not high. They're not 17% against lefties. They are 17% against lefties. They have such major regression coming up there at 17%. There's no way that this group of hitters is 17% against lefties for their whole entire season. None. Um, Zero. The Houston hitters, the starting lineup projects to have 14.6% strikeout rate. There's no chance. There's so no even chance. lower than their season average. Like, who the hell is freaking bringing this number down? All right, now I'm really curious. Springer's at 14.5. Altuve's 14.8. Correa's 14.5. Gaddis is 10%. Beltran is 27%. Yeah, okay. like, I, I'll tell you right now who's going to, like, the guys in McCann numbers are going to go way down. Mcann's not like, even in way this. Way up. Way up. Huh? Like, McCann's okay, not even in this. this. Just, for, just for the sake of this conversation, right, like, we're, I'm going to pull up their 2016K percentages and just, just like, you know, let's, like, let's see what you want for the bigger sample size, right? So let me pull up the key rates real quick here. Let me get a using, sample. Using the gas. court IQ or plate IQ – uh, tool. I already looked at their season. Last season, they had a nineteen point three percent. It's it's higher than that. Like Marwin's at twenty six percent. Marisnik's at twenty five percent. Springer was at twenty four. Bregman was at twenty three. Correa was at Springer 25%. was at what? Twenty four percent last year against lefties. 
Yes. Oh. So it's saying it's saying twenty one point two percent. Major regression. To, like either this team became the most best, most paid team ever of all time, or there's some major regression coming. I vote major regression. I'm just. I, I don't think I'll play Pomerantz. I think there's too many options. I mean that's fine, but this idea that they're a seventeen percent carry rate team against lefties is just ridiculous. There's no chance. There's two. They're too boomer busty. There's no chance. I just think you're stuck on the the Houston Astros from the last few but years, and it's why, just a different team. They're, 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 they're a different team. Changed. Their approach hasn't changed. So like, why am I going to just suddenly throw away four <laughs> years of data over a two month sample size against lefties when a lot of them are crap? Like, what good lefties are in that division? Paxton, and that's it. Fair enough. So they faced a ton of crap lefties, so of course they didn't strike anybody out. So for me, it's just the upside is here. This is the spot where he can absolutely troll us. It's a pick'em game. Like the pick'em game is like the part that just tells them that they're daring you to bet on Houston. If they're daring you to bet on Houston, I want to be on the Red Sox. You know, I guess the argument is the sixty-seven hundred dollars price tag, right? It's how many the other? The how many other pitchers under eight K? Under eight K can get you thirty plus points. A bunch. Like there's a bunch of them, but they all have this type of risk upside. So that's why this slate's awesome. All right, fair enough. Michael Fires, on the other hand, um, four eighteen Woba against righties this season. 314 Woba against lefties. Um, he has just been terrible against righties. Um, we don't like Mookie in these ballparks. Can we play him here? Wait, 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 wait. Why don't you like Mookie in this park? This is exactly the park you play Mookie in. This left field's not short here, is it? They have the Crawford boxes. What are you talking about? Why am I thinking Texas? I'll shut up. I, there's two parks you can play them on the road. I know. There's I was thinking the Texas. Well, in Philly, that ballpark's way short. Cincinnati. Yeah, that's, that's an NL park. It's not like really a park. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Some of those short NL parks. But, yeah, like, uh, excellent one-off Mookie spot. I don't really see a lot. I guess Xander is a good play, too. I don't know if I hate Fires as much as you do. He's been really terrible against righties. Yeah, Okay. Dustin Pedroia, BVP. Sure. Don't think I'm stacking the Red Sox here. I don't think I'm stacking the Red Sox either. I never said I was. I said there was a couple one-offs that I like. That's all I said. I think I'll go, think I'll go back to the Mookie one-off after he just burned the whole world last night. All right, fair enough. San Francisco at Colorado. Jeff Samarja against Sensatella. Um, 11 total. Any interest in either one of these pitchers? I like the shark in this spot, and I know you're going to absolutely hate it. Well, you're gonna have to tell me why you like him here. Uh, I mean, his pitching, like his pitches, are exactly the type of pitches you want in Coors Field. He's got a good Coors Field history. Um, this is a very right-handed heavy Rockies lineup, and he's been pretty good against right-handed hitters this year. Um, this is a spot where you know you're gonna get a hundred plus pitches from Shark. Uh, I, I just kind of like the spot for him as a rebound spot. Everyone's gonna hop right back on the Rockies, and this is a way worse spot for the Rockies than Matt Moore was. I, I kind of really like the Shark as a massive leverage play here. Fair enough. He doesn't have anything that breaks down, right? He's a slider, change-up, uh, cutter pitcher. Yeah, he has, but his, he has a curveball, but it's an, it's one of those backdoor breaking curveballs, so it's one of the ones where they're, they're not actually trying to swing at, right? They're trying to get you looking. Yeah, okay. I just remember, I don't think he threw anything like – he doesn't throw his curveball a lot, right? 
No, it's 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 a strike three on the corner type pitch. It's not a pitch that he's throwing all the time. Yeah, I think he throws his fastball and slider and two seamer and stuff the more a lot more. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't hate it. I don't think I'm stacking the Rockies here for what it's worth. And you're getting the price discount too, right? He's a 10K pitcher. That's 7,900. So that's the factor too. Like I don't think I want to stack against either one of these guys. That's why I said Coors Field was a trap. Like Sensatella. Just, he just doesn't get rocked. He's going to one of these times. He is going to. His contact rate is through the roof, but generates exactly zero swinging strikes. That's six point five percent swinging strike rate. This is the spot where I fade the Giants and then go hit six home runs. I can see that for sure. I, I will say, I think I, if I was playing a side, I think I'd play the Giants over the Rockies here. Yeah, for sure. Couldn't agree more with that on that. I probably will have at least one giant stack just for what it's worth. Just looking at his stats, they're pretty bad. Yeah. Yankees at Oakland. Luis Severino against Sean Manaya, eight total. Severino, what an excellent spot for this young guy. I mean, yeah, I'll let you do the talking on this one. <laughs> um, what, what's not to say? You know, we we have a team in Oakland that strikes out a ton against right-handed pitching this season. They're ranked as one of the worst teams against right-handed pitching in almost every statistic, and they're striking out like twenty-five percent of the time. We have a kid in Severino who, this is what we were kind of expecting from this guy last year. We were expecting a massive prospect that you know, had a ton of good stuff, and we're finally starting to see it. Um, he's had at least seven strikeouts now in five straight games. He, he's put it together, and, you know, he's a guy that can get you 30-plus here. And really, I hate to say this, but I think he's a guy that could technically keep up with Scherzer on the slate. Wow. I'm telling you, know, man. I don't know if I'd go that far. but Point per dollar. Like, you're getting a nice little $1,800 discount. I guess Scherzer can go for forty. What am I saying? Yeah, I, I can't get. I can't go that far with you, but I do like him. <laughs> yeah, I, I re. I rethought that. Uh, Scherzer can go for forty. Severino could probably get like thirty-five. So, yeah, Scherzer could give up a couple home runs, and I could be right. You could be right, but I don't know if I would go out there and say it. Yeah, um, Severino is definitely my second favorite pitcher on the slate. Okay, I don't hate it. I just I, – I agree with you on, like, the – you know, if I was ranking them one through nine, I agree with you. I just don't know if I'm going to be rostering two guys up here or even one guy up here for that matter. No, and that's fair. Um, I, I'll be honest. I'll probably end up with more Severino than I will Scherzer today if it beats me. I just feel like I'm going to go Paxton and pick me, pick an upside guy and just lit up on bats. Like, I just feel like I'm going to just talk myself under the ceiling of that idea. Fair enough. Uh, what's your thoughts here on Sean Mania? I don't play pitchers against the Yankees right now. Yeah, they're rolling. They're definitely not. I mean, he did destroy the Yankees like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. But that was before they just got white hot. And they're kind of a middle of the road team against lefties. Like, I don't know. I don't think I'll play them here, but I don't really love the Yankees here either. Even though they have two of the he, best. He fits, he fits exactly into the pitchers from 7,900 down that have all this upside in the world and they have all the red flags in the world. Yep. Uh, I just, do you see anything in this game bats wise? No. 
massive ballpark, 15-game slate, two solid pitchers. Judge is 5,500. Sanchez is 4,900. Like, you're not getting any type of discount on any of these guys. Yeah, I think it's kind of a stay away from that regard. Yeah. Oh, I will say they just they um oh, they called up what's his face. Oh man, they just made it. Um, Oakland just made a call up, and I can't remember who it was. Chapman. Yes. Yeah, he's not a player for DraftKings. I wouldn't have played him in the spot anyway, but going into the weekend, he's a guy that's interesting. Sure, if he gets out of the player pool. Yep, Trevor Plouffe. Bye-bye. Kansas City at L.A. Last game of the night, the late game, Ian Kennedy against Jesse Chavez. Eight and a half total. Chavez, a very slight favorite here. Any interest in either one of these guys? Nope. I'm with you. Um, we like our boy, though, right? Jesse Chavez, a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact and a ton of home runs to righties. Yep. Hey, Lorenzo Kane is freaking smoking right now. I don't know if you've noticed that because you've been on, like, vacation, but this guy is just mashing the baseball right now. Yeah, the problem is I'm not paying that price. He's 3400 on FanDuel. I will pay that price. I just wanted to point it out. Like, he is multi-hits. He's hitting home runs. Like, whatever was going on at the beginning of the season, like, this guy is just – he's got it figured out again. I hear you. So – Bonificio, though, God, I love that guy. Ever since you pointed out his right-handed stats for me, it's opened up my eyes. I played him today. I'm going right back to the well here. Who would you say? Sorry, you cut out there. Uh, Bonificio. Yep. Right back to the well. Every day. Uh, Chavez, let's see, against lefties, 314, 33% hard contact. The home runs come down. So you would take a power lefty. I guess Moustakas is in play. Absolutely. Um, anybody for the Angels here against Kennedy? Anybody for the Angels here against Kennedy? Nah. It's cool. Calhoun, does he calm down? I haven't been paying attention to him. I can't honestly can't remember the last time I watched him. Um, yeah, he would be the only guy that I had of interest in, but that's about it. Not really. He's still kind of being hot, but yeah. All right, that's it, man. 15 game slate done. Good to go. Let's do draft. And, oh, look, Stevie has the first pick again. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, at least today it it doesn't matter as many as other days. Sure. Oh, there's two good pitchers, like, at the top. So, like. Well, I think there's three, but. Oh, there you go. Got me me one locked up. I'm going to go Scherzer with the first pick and just lock in that cash high floor play. What do you mean the draft is not started? The draft is started. Come on out. All right. Pitcher. Sled of the pitcher. We're going to take Severino. And then we're going to take Paxton. I'll let you figure it out from there. And we don't take cores, right? Nope. Yeah, I was going to say. All right. I talked about this guy. Profiles really well against Trevor Williams. I'm going to go Chris Bryant. And ever since he's moved into the leadoff spot, love Matt Carpenter in this format. Oh, I hate you so much. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll take Rizzo for all the same same reasons you just mentioned. Oh, I cannot believe you took Matt Carpenter from me. I he's great in this format, though. God. I did not see that coming at all. Oh. 
If there's ever a spot to play Matt Carpenter, like draft yeah. play draft is the best spot. I did not see that coming. Um, see, who the hell's pitching for that damn ass terrible team again? Oh, it's Nola. You don't want to do that. Um, let's take Corey Seager against Edelman. I like it. I like it, but that you left me, Mister uh, Steroid. Eric Thames. Where the hell was he in the player pool? He's so far down. I'm going to register a bunch of drafts just because of that. He's, like, projected for seven points. I I scrolled way down, and I didn't see him. God, which pitcher? This just tells you how much I do not like Carlos Carrasco. I just can't take him here. Travis Shaw has no projection. Why does Travis Shaw have no projection? Oh, my gosh. You like go super pitcher heavy and get your pitchers, and then worry about hitters because those guys. Ah, oh, God, I don't like this, but I'm gonna take. Yeah, that's the right pick. I was hoping you weren't gonna do that. I'll I'll take Shaw here. It's hard not to take him there, right? Just look at it again. Yeah, for all the same reasons you took Thames. Like I can't let you just have exposure to that game without having coming. Responding myself. All right, let's play some home run derby. Um, no cores as always, and I don't know whose turn it is to go first. So I'll just let you go first. Eric Thames. Vito. <laughs> I was really upset I didn't have my exposure earlier, and I wanted to see if you'd let me get some. Um, okay, that's fine. Um, I'll take your boy Chris Bryant then. Love it, man. I love it. Oh. I don't... Let's see. I'm going to go Bellinger. Kind of off the board. I almost took him in drafts over Seager, too, but I decided to go safer. I like the pick. I'll let you have it. Um, Just trying to go a little off the board with that one. And Is that really off the board? I think it will be. Um, Man, there's so many picks on this. I'm going to go with our boy here, Bonificio. Okay, I actually was just about to take him. That's really funny. I'll take Duvall. We haven't talked about him in a while. I talked about him when I was breaking down the pitch profile. Uh, really good no, against the I know, but we haven't talked about him since that game. So, like, you might forget about him. So, yep. I'm loop it back around at the end of the podcast. And um, let me go a little little dumpster diving here. Not really dumpster diving, but let's take uh, my boy, Kendrick Morales. Now I want to take Smoke. You can try. Um, let's see here. So many good spots. I'm just trying to find somebody that's kind of mid-priced here to get some nice little value for our listeners. Oh, uh, Jed Jerko. No. <laughs> oh man, I, that was a really snap. No. <laughs> No, there was a lot of guys I want to let you have, but not a guy that I really like and I could see myself having taking a huge stand on. No way. Oh, man, that was a quick snap. Um, that was the one guy. I was like, if he says Jed Jerko, I'm going to veto. <laughs> I'm going to go to second base, and I'm going to say Robbie Cano. I like that, too. There's so many good home run plays on this slate. It really only is. Remote, only there were a mode out there where you could play one-offs with home run upside. Man, if only that emote existed. Yeah, man, only. 
Robinson Cano is 3,300 on FanDuel for anybody that's curious. God, that's nice. That is a um, very, very nice price tag. Man, it's the weekend. You're off again. Um, probably won't see you until you get back now, right? I'm sure we'll find we'll find a day that works. Well, I'm sure we will as well. Um, always in your tournament tactics package, right? Always in there. A little less so when I'm on vacation, but uh, I do have a couple contributors in there. A uh, couple and uh, PML was like, "Hey, you should play Sale Pavetta and Rockies." And uh, not only did I ignore him, every other sub did as well. Whoops. <laughs> that was a good call, and sadly, no one profited from it. <laughs> not one person. Not that's not what we normally do. We normally profit on good ideas, but oh man. Well, that I'm gonna nice. be. I'll, I'll be really happy if Adam Scott putts like he did um, on the last four holes. That would be fantastic. Uh, I'm, you know, it's, I have 40 teams, and honestly, I'm already rooting for you. That's where my teams are after day one. I could I could legitimately have a pretty good sweat if um, Kevin Kisner yeah, like shows up. Anyone who gets six of six through this week, like it's literally like half a percent of lineups. Like if you get six of six through, you are like live as hell. Yeah. Well, I first, second, first, second, fourth right now, right? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Like if you get six of six through, you are like live as live. So it'll be a fun weekend with some PGA. It's Father's Day weekend, so all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day to you guys. We're going to get out of here. We'll see you guys on Monday. Good luck in your contest this weekend, and we'll see you then. Hey, what's up, Roto Grinders? Chris Cimino here, and it's time for you to get an edge on your DFS competition with our daily ownership projections for DraftKings and FanDuel, available now to our premium subscribers. We're constantly evaluating our projections and updating all the way up through lineup lock to ensure you have the best possible information in crunch time. Our team covers NFL, NBA, MLB, and PGA for all main slate action. If you don't have this, you are missing out. Subscribe to Roto Grinders Premium today to get access to our premium ownership projections and to our award-winning premium content. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only.